You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Well, hello there, my darling sheep spotters. Welcome to episode 62 of the Sheep Spot podcast. I'm Sasha from sheepspot.com, where we are laser focused on helping you make yarns you love with beautiful fibers and top notch instruction. I am back from a fabulous vacation and just getting back into the swing of things. And um, it was a little Reentry was a little difficult because we were away for two weeks um, at the beach in Nova Scotia, and it was absolutely gorgeous. So good to have uh, just some a lot of time in nature. That was really really great. Um, and then we came back and we left a gorgeous, perfect beach day in Nova Scotia, and unfortunately we couldn't actually go to the beach because we had to get out of the house we were renting um, and get on the plane and um, came back home and it was gray and rainy and horrible. And um, so re-entry was a little hard, but I think I'm back in the swing of things now. I taught my first class at the university yesterday and um, I have a lovely group of graduate students. So that's all fabulous. And um, I'm actually kind of really enjoying being back in my routine. So that back to school energy is so wonderful. I don't know, there's just something about it. And I just I really love this time of the year. And appropriately enough, in this episode, I want to tell you about why I decided to start the Sheep Spotter Society, which is coming later this month. Um, and in order to do that, I need to talk a little bit about the ways that spinning has generally been taught and the advantages and disadvantages of those methods and why I think a membership model really offers the best of all possible worlds. Um, and so we're, you know, very much in the theme of learning and education and back to school and all that stuff. Before we start with that, though, I need to say a really big thank you to everyone who got in touch after last week's episode about how to handle the color shifts in my Via Yante. So big thanks to Janelle, Rebecca, Barbara, and everyone else who got in touch. I'm feeling much more confident about how to make that value shift more gradual and less noticeable through a combination of a fade technique, like an Andrea Lowry find your fade technique, um, and using a yarn that is one ply of the Polar silk and one of the merino cashmere silk. So thank you very much. I'm just, I'm feeling like now I can really dive into the spinning and, um, get going with some confidence that the final project, the final project is going to be okay. So I really appreciate the feedback and the help. So let's talk about how spinning is taught right now. 
by talking about in-person lessons, in-person classes, and instructional videos. And if there's another way that you've learned to spin, please let me know. These were the three that I that sort of leapt out at me. Um, so let's talk about in-person lessons first. As you know, if you've listened to my spinning, learning to spin story a few episodes ago, um, this is how I started with in-person lessons, one-on-one lessons with an instructor. And I teach individual spinning lessons. I think it's a great way to start beginners. And I really love teaching this way. For the students, there are a lot of advantages to this method, provided you can find a local instructor who really knows spinning and really knows how to teach. You can go at your pace, you can ask the questions you need to, and you can take some time in between the lessons to practice what you've learned. And that is really, really key. It can be invaluable to have someone watch you spin, observe exactly what you're doing at at your wheel, and help you make whatever corrections or adjustments are necessary. Your fiber is chosen for you. And if you've got a good instructor, it will be appropriate to what you're learning. And if you're having trouble with your wheel, your instructor can usually help with that. So those are all big advantages to one-on-one in-person lessons. But there are some disadvantages as well. There are some pitfalls. It can be really hard to find a knowledgeable spinner who is also a good teacher in your local area. And if you're a beginner, you may not really be able to assess the teacher's qualifications very well before you get started. You'll need to ask um, some questions about experience if this is the route that you decide to take. Um, you know, what? how long have you been teaching? How long have you been spinning? That kind of thing. Another disadvantage of in-person lessons is that you're going to need to get yourself and possibly your wheel as well to the lessons. And particularly if you're a newer spinner who's taking in a lot of new information during your lessons, it can be hard to remember what the instructor told you when you're practicing on your own. And that can be a little bit frustrating. So there's no kind of instant replay function where you can just hit a button and hear the instruction again, and maybe again and again, if you need to. Um, Another issue with learning to spin this way can be that even if everything is going right, you found someone who's a good teacher, who knows what she's doing, she's local and accessible, and you can remember what she says in the lessons. This kind of instruction seldom includes a kind of big picture vision of the skills and knowledge that you'll need to acquire in order to progress. So there's no, in this kind of teaching, and this is true of most kinds of, the way that teaching is spun, uh, sorry, (laughs) teaching is spun, the way that spinning is taught right now is that there's really no kind of big picture roadmap. Um. So advantages and disadvantages. Then there are in-person classes. So you can do this locally if you're lucky enough to have a local instructor, um, or you can do it at fiber festivals. Especially if you're willing and able to travel, 
you can work with some really fabulous instructors this way. And the organizers of the festival have kind of done the pre-screening for you. So you're likely to encounter great spinners who are also really experienced teachers in this setting. They will choose appropriate fiber for the lesson, and they'll help you with your wheel if necessary. And it's also a really great way to connect with and learn from other spinners in the class as well. I really vividly remember Jillian Moreno teaching me how to make a plying bracelet during a class we were taking together at the spinning loft. And I still hear her voice every time I make a plying um, bracelet. That's because she has a very colorful way of explaining the process. So there are lots of advantages to this way of learning. You're there, your wheel there, your wheels there. Um, there are other students to learn from, and you you know that you've got a good instructor. But here again, there are some disadvantages as well. You have to get yourself and your wheel to the class. Finding classes on the topics you most need to learn when you actually need to learn them can be quite tricky. So often classes uh, at festivals, the classes with well-known teachers fill up and sell out really quickly. So you may not be able to get into the ones that would be best for you. Another thing that can be super frustrating. And if the classes are too big, it can be hard to get individual attention. And classes like this are usually a one-shot deal. So you can't go home and try things out on your own and then go back to the instructor with questions. There's no instant replay function if you miss something or you need more time to get comfortable with a skill or a technique. The lack of a roadmap that would place the class into a larger context of learning to spin is a problem in this kind of teaching as well. And finally, there's the cost. When you add the cost of travel and lodging to the price of the class, you're looking at some serious coin. So let's talk now about instructional videos and video courses on platforms like Craftsy. I think these have lots of advantages. And as you know, if you're a regular listener, I recommend them all the time. Uh, If you're a visual learner, they can be great. They're taught by good instructors um, almost universally. I can think of one counterexample, but we won't go into that. Um, But they're taught by good instructors. You can choose exactly what you want to learn when you need to learn it. They're relatively inexpensive. And you can watch them multiple times, learn at your own pace, and you really can't beat them for convenience. You don't even have to put your wheel in the car. So these kinds of videos and video classes can be super valuable. um, And we really owe, I think, we are all as spinners um, in debt to interweave in particular for... um, finding and curating uh, lots and lots of really good spinning instruction at a reasonable price on a whole wide range of topics. So, you know, they're great and you should do them um, when you can. As much as I love these resources, though, they do have some disadvantages. So except for the craftsy classes, you don't really have any contact with the instructor 
or opportunities to connect with other spinners. Craftsy has that um, platform, discussion platform thing where you can ask the instructor questions um, and you can communicate with other people in the class. I've noticed that those discussions tend to really die down when the class has been up for a while. Um, but when they're first released, there can really be a lot of activity in there and it can be really valuable. Um, uh, you can also choose exactly what you want to learn when you need to learn it. Um, they're relatively inexpensive. You can watch them multiple times and learn at your own pace. Um, I've said all this already, right? And you don't even have to put your wheel in the car, right? Dis- I'm going on to disadvantages. Sorry, guys. Um, so no contact with the instructor for most of them, unless we're talking about Craftsy. No opportunities to connect with other spinners. No help with fiber selection or wheel issues. And that can be really big. No individual attention. Again, except in the case of Craftsy, you can ask questions. Um, and again, no roadmap, no way of putting what you're learning in that particular video or class into a larger context. So now that we've reviewed the currently available options for learning to spin, let's talk about how a monthly membership can solve a lot of these problems. And this is where I get really, really excited about the Sheep Spotter Society, because I think this mode of spinning instruction can really bring a lot to the table if it's done right. So with the Sheep Spotter Society, you'll have the opportunity to build an ongoing relationship with a teacher you already know you can learn from. So I'm assuming, I'm making some assumptions here that you're if you're listening to the podcast, it's because you found some value in it in the past. You found some utility in the way I tend to teach things and explain them. Um, and uh, in the society, you'll be able to actually sort. We'll be able to sort of actualize that relationship a lot more, and you'll have lots and lots of chances to ask me questions whether that's in the discussion forums on the site or during our monthly Q&As. And I'll also have time to get to know you, where you are in your spinning, what you want to learn, and where you're likely to get stuck. Um, Even better, I'll get to celebrate with you when you get unstuck. Um, You'll also have a diverse built-in community of other spinners to learn from and get to know. This is something I'm really excited about. My breed school students, the full-year members in last year's Fiber Club, have really shown me how powerful online community and peer-based learning can be for spinners. They have done a really beautiful job of helping and supporting each other this past year. So shout-outs to Nancy and Aaron and Pam and Sarah and Carolyn and Sandy and Crystal and all my other breed schoolers for making last year's club awesome. And um, I am, a lot of those people are going to be in the Sheep Spotter Society. So uh, they already have some experience helping me build a really great kind of culture. And um, I am really, really committed to 
building a really joyful and loving community and to holding that space for my members and to protecting it where necessary. So, um, and sometimes you do have to do that. Sometimes you have to step in and tell something that, tell somebody that something they're doing isn't okay um, in order to protect a culture where, um, you know, everyone feels like it's a good space. It's a good learning space. Um, and I have, you know, a lot of experience doing that in, in real time face to face classrooms and, um, some experience doing it online as well. Also with the Sheep Spotter Society, your location is not an issue. You can get help with your spinning from anywhere in the world. And you can use all the time that you might spend traveling to lessons and classes, even if they're local, you can use that time actually spinning. You can go at your own pace. This to me is huge. When you join the Sheep Spotter Society, you're going to get one to three things to work on every month. These will be related to the monthly topic and they'll be matched even better. They'll be matched to your skills and ability in that moment, that very month with respect to that topic. So you'll actually have time to absorb the lessons, replay the video if you need to, practice the skills, and then come back and ask me questions based on what you've discovered in your own spinning. So it's not just sort of the download model where the teacher, you know, tells you a bunch of stuff and then you're on your own. There's the opportunity for um, learning new stuff, practicing it, figuring out what's not working or um, asking questions about it and then getting help with that. So that seems to me to be really uh, a great model. And, um, it's something that I, that I actually built into my, um, workshop on spinning multicolored braids. I wanted to give people an opportunity to, um, take the class, absorb the lessons, do some spinning on their own. And then, so about five weeks later after the live class, I got, um, back online with them again and gave them the opportunity to ask questions. That also gave me the opportunity to spin a bunch of samples and show those. Um, so just that ongoing relationship, I think, can be really, really important and valuable. Also, in the Sheep Spotters Society, you will get specific fiber and prep recommendations for the skills that you're going to be working on for the month. And if you don't have something suitable in your stash, you'll have the opportunity to order it, additional cost, um, and get it in time to start the lessons for the month. So if you're working on long draw and you have no carded fiber in your stash because all you have is comb top, because that's what most people sell, um, you can order it from within the membership site. If we're going to be working on carding fleece, ditto. That way you will never be trying to learn something with the fiber working against you. And that is a big deal. And last but not least, so not least, really, I think this is the biggest thing, guys. Um, you are going to get an, a comprehensive spinning education with a clear roadmap. 
I call this roadmap the spinner's journey, and it's going to allow you to identify where you are and what, sorry, and what you need to work on next in order to get better. The spinner's journey framework is flexible enough, and this is where I think the real innovation comes with... um, this is where the Sheep Spotter Society is really innovating with respect to spinning education. Um, you get a comprehensive spinning education with a clear roadmap, and you get a framework that's flexible enough that you'll never have to spend time on learning skills and acquiring knowledge that you aren't interested in. That combination of comprehensiveness and flexibility is not available anywhere else. There are some master spinner programs out there that are super comprehensive, but they are also anything but flexible, right? They, there's a, there's a plan. You're in it for five years. You have homework to do and you need to work step by step through their plan. And, and I frankly have no, (laughs) I just have no interest in either, um, taking that kind of program or teaching that kind of program. Um, because I know that we're all desperate to tr- find more time to spend. And the last thing I would want my students to be doing is spending time working on stuff that they aren't interested in. So um, I think there's a really um, big opportunity here to do something that is comprehensive on one hand and also flex- really flexible and really oriented towards what you want to learn when you want to learn it. So let's talk about pricing. The introductory price for membership in the Sheep Spotter Society will be just $25 a month for as long as you're a member in good standing. What? Yes, I did just say that you can get a comprehensive spinning education with a teacher who's a known quantity, a community of other great passionate spinners in which you can learn at your own pace without overwhelm and with individualized help when you need it for $25 a month. But here's the catch. That price is only going to be available for those who join during this first launch in September. And that's September 2019 for those of you listening in the future. Hello, future. Hello, future listeners. Um, The next time I open the doors, which I think will probably be in January, the price for new members will absolutely definitely go up, but not for my September babies. Your price will never go up. So if you're interested in joining the Sheep Spotter Society at the introductory price, go right now to sheepspot.com slash T, T as in Tom, S, S as in Sheep Spotters, S, as in society, sheepspot.com slash TSS and sign up for the waitlist. That way you'll get an email when the doors open and you'll be the first to know about the free four-part video workshop that I'm doing in conjunction with the launch. I really hope that you'll join me. That is it for me this week, my darling. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time, and I cannot wait. In the meantime, in the next episode, actually, I'm going to be talking about 
that roadmap, that framework, the spinner's journey. Um, and I, I think that can be really useful if you're trying to sort of figure out what you need to be working on to improve your spinning. So don't miss that episode. I will see you next time. I cannot wait. In the meantime, darlings, go spin something. <laughs>